Today's date is May 19th, 2023, and this is episode 22. Hi, punks. Going to school, huh? Yeah. Why don't you play fish hooky and come fishing with us? Yeah, boy. They're sure biting. Get thee behind me, Satan, and don't push. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Now Jesus went to the desert 40 nights and 40 days. When he got tired and hungry, to his father he would pray. But the devil came to Jesus, said, if you want to be fed, why don't you turn these big old worthless stones to bread? Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, to the temple of on top. And he said, if you are the son of God, you fall for this golden drop. A lot of scripture says that angels will slow you falling down. They'll gently put your feet back on the ground. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil came to Jesus, to him mountaintop to shove all the cities and the nations and the kingdoms here below. And the devil gave told Jesus, you can't have all that you see. If you will just bow down and worship me. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, you don't tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Jesus said, get away from me, Satan. Jesus said, he said, don't tempt the Lord thy God. Hello and welcome to this is an official Godcast. Thank God it's Friday. My name is Ron Johnston, and we have a special night for y'all. Uh, we have a special co-host, Little Red Rocking Chair, and giving his testimony tonight, our special guest, Pastor BJ Van Amen. I want to thank you both for being here, and let me welcome you both in one at a time. Little Red Rocking Chair, what are you doing here? A uh, long time no see. It's been ages, brother. How long Just has it like been? Just like a whole week ago. <laughs> it has been a whole week. Took you up on that offer. 
Uh, oh, you should have never, you should have never offered. Here you are. I didn't think it would happen so soon. That'll yeah. teach me. <laughs> Amazing how God works, isn't it? I know. And I'm glad to be here. And thank you very much for inviting me. It's my pleasure. You're very welcome. Laura is part of the Godcast team already. She is in our short up squad that Miss Mary has created. And poor Miss Mary is feeling under the weather. Can everybody please say a prayer for my dear co-host, Miss Flightworks Mary, please. She'll be back next week. She's just, uh, you know, uh, maybe some food poisoning or something like that. She had some, had some bad food. Uh, and Jeff, Jeff is under the weather as well. So we're missing Jeff as well. So Laura is doing double duty tonight. She'll be working two, very hard. Two big pairs of shoes to fill. So, uh, BJ, thank you for joining us. Well, it's an honor to have um, have some time with you guys this evening. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, and uh, honor is all ours. BJ is pastor at Pinkerington Baptist Temple in Pinkerington, Ohio, correct? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. We're just outside of Columbus, uh, southeast side. So if you head east on I-70, we're exit 112. And uh, we've been here for about 10 years. And you are a relative of our of our uh, co-host Burke. If uh, if he'll claim me, if he'll claim yeah, you, he's I, my cousin. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. So you guys remember Burke? He was he was one of the he was my first co-host here. Burke and Mary. Um, Burke has taken the summer off. He might come back in the winter if we can talk him into it when his life slows down a little bit. Um, but. BJ was telling me that him and Burke used to get in a little trouble together when they were kids. I could see that too. Burke's a little troublemaker, big troublemaker and now. One of one of my fondest memories is, you know, my dad uh, and Mike and I, and there was another another guy named Aaron. We we were all big NASCAR fans, and we went to a NASCAR race. I think it was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't know if he's told you this, Ron. He has. But uh, we were wrestling, <laughs> uh, doing like WWF wrestling and around the swing pool. And, uh, man, we had people lined up all around watching watching us mess around. And it was great because Aaron, uh, our our friend Aaron was a bodybuilder. And the guy, was he's huge. And he would just throw us around like <laughs> nobody's business. But it was so much fun. We did all kinds of silly things like that growing up. But, you know. But oh, you don't do those kinds of things anymore now because you're well, all grown I, up, right? I don't tell about it. I don't tell as many people about them anymore. <laughs> it's funny when you could say when I was a kid, you don't want to tell us what you did yesterday, though, do you? <laughs> well, my wife and I, my wife and I will be married 17 years tomorrow. And so uh, happy anniversary to my wife. Beautiful. But um, we have got we've got four boys. Wow. And I jokingly tell everybody that our house is like an MMA fight all the time yeah that's awesome and so there's something always getting broken something's always somebody's always getting hurt you expenditures know. you know yeah yeah so good times good times well thank you brian for uh bj for being here i'm sorry i keep calling you brian and I, i've already apologized brian is your father's name who was my sunday school teacher um you grew up in this area and then moved down to ohio after college you're telling me um, but your your father has a special place in my heart. 
And for those on our Telegram page, at this is an official Godcast on Telegram. Every Sunday, uh, you can catch. I usually post our Sunday school uh, class from. You know, we we put it out on YouTube, so I post that on the Telegram page. If anybody ever wants to check that out, every now and then you'll catch BJ's father Brian giving Sunday school lessons. Um, Brian is is uh, one of my favorite Sunday school teachers, and also uh, CJ Hicks, who was here just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so very awesome. Okay, so uh, before we get started, if I could just go over a couple announcements and then we'll get into a prayer and then your testimony. Um, typically, for those that are here with us live in chat, we are giving our prayer request to Mary. Tonight, we're going to, uh, if you could please, tag Little Red Rocking Chair, uh, Laura Reeves. And there she is, a Little Red Rocking Chair. So if you'll just tag her and give her your prayer request, we she'll pray for you at the end of the show, along with Jeff. Uh, we're going to pray for Jeff. We're going to pray for Mary. I see Nikki Knight is with us tonight. Hi, Miss Nikki. It's good to see you tonight. We're also praying for you. And um, also, if I could just talk to you about who's coming next week. Next week, we have our guest giving a, a testimony is Carl Chin is the name of the man. Carl Chin is the president, the owner of Faith-Based Security Network. He was a gentleman that I met at a USCCA training that I went to uh, for my church. And he is a member of USCCA. And um, what he does, he trains church's security programs. He's also an author of a book. Very interesting guy. Um, he was actually in two very hairy situations, one an active shooter, uh, another an active shooter that had a, had a bomb uh, situation. And, uh, so he is the author of this book, evil invade sanctuary, the case for security and faith based organizations. And I'm going to get that information loaded up on our telegram page as well. If you'd like to check out Carl Chin, um, I've got a copy of his book here. I can post that. It's a beautiful book and tells all about his experience. And then the week after that, we are going to have a gentleman by the name of Skip Coriel. Skip Coriel is a local bloke here uh, in Michigan as well. He is a USCCA instructor, another gentleman that I had um, bumped into actually at this training seminar. And Skip and I actually go back a few years. Mike Berkey and I actually took our CCP training uh, course with Skip. And Skip teaches a multiple number of uh survival classes and shooting classes and fun stuff like that. He's also the author of 21 books. He's written 21 books, um, some which include uh, by the names of Blood in the Streets, Laughter and Tears, The God Virus, The Blind Man's Rage. And uh, the one that I'm holding now is called The COVID Chronicles, which I'm a quarter of the way through. It's a pretty interesting book. And uh, it basically just, you know, written from his background as a USCCA guy, like a survivalist type guy. And he's writing it through the eyes of that when the world is breaking down on COVID and the, and, uh, the character is married with family and he's, he's uh, guiding his family through treacherous times during a COVID-19 Armageddon type thing into the world. It's, it's, it's a really good uh, nonfiction book, but there's a lot of, uh, I'm sorry, it's a fiction book, but there's a lot of nonfiction in there as far as like his preps and everything else like that. Um, so two very interesting, uh, men and great men of God as well, which is what impressed me so much. And Carl's a great speaker. He's, he's telling jokes. He just had me roaring and laughing. So we're going to have a lot of fun the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, okay. So if we can, um, let's get into a prayer. Let's do a prayer and then, uh, and then BJ will do your testimony. So if we could, everybody let's bow our heads. 
Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to gather here in your name so we can give glory to you, Lord. Uh, we thank you for everyone who is here with us now and who will join us in the future. Lord, we know that you draw people to yourself, and I know we are all here because of this. And I don't believe there's a single person here by chance. I believe the Holy Spirit is working on that tonight. We ask that lives will be changed, that our spirits are renewed, that our love for Christ will grow. We believe with faith in our hearts that this message will bring the lost to salvation. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. 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 Okay. Laura, you ready to have yes. some fun? Let's rock and roll, brother. All right. Uh, get ready because the prayer requests are coming. BJ, how are you feeling tonight? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing good enough not to complain. Life is good. God is great. Well, even if we could complain, nobody would want to listen anyway. No, no, doesn't help, does it? We just keep that smile on our face. We keep moving That's forward. Right. So, right. uh, BJ, um, please, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, give the floor over to you. You can uh, begin whenever you want. Uh, I do want to ask if, if it's okay, do you, do you mind if I interrupt you from time to time? If I have questions or, oh, um, please do. I, okay. Um, usually yeah. everyone's good with that. Is, I forgot to is... ask. Earlier, I'm your so. guest. You you do whatever you feel comfortable with. Okay. Uh, you're you're uh you've been a pastor for how long? Um, you're a young years. guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I was in a pastor's meeting a couple weeks ago, and and they were talking about different things. I told them, well, well, guys, I couldn't get anybody to call me to be their pastor, so I had to go start a church, and uh, and so. That's yes. where we are. Uh, Ten years ago, my wife and I uh, moved our family by faith uh, from Hastings, Michigan, uh, down here to Columbus, Ohio, uh, Pickerington, Ohio, suburb. And uh, by God's grace, planted Pickerington Baptist Temple. And we'll be celebrating our church's 10-year anniversary uh, this Sunday and the following. And so we're very thankful for all God has done. Praise God. That's awesome. But yeah, I, I, I'm grateful to be here. Um, you know, I, I'm thankful that I, I grew up in a Christian home. I, and I think about my testimony, it's really not, it's not profound, you know, in, in the sense that, that God saved me out of all kinds of wickedness and, and vice. Um, you know, I, I jokingly will tell people, Sometimes I'm sarcastic, Ron. So but your uh, your father was a follower when you were born already, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So um, both my parents, okay. my mom and dad, were both Christians, and I jokingly tell people that I did have a drug problem when I was a kid. My mom and dad drugged me to church all the time. <laughs> I um, heard that one. That's a good one. So, <laughs> yeah, that's not original with me, but uh, a friend of mine made that statement. I thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that one. But That's good stuff. Anyhow, you know, so uh, I, was, I was saved January uh, 8th. No, January 7th. I'm sorry. January 7th, 1989. And I was four years old. And... Uh, you know, I, I, I'm thankful for the investment my parents made in my heart as, as a small child. Um, you know, my parents are faithful Christian people. They read their, they, they read their Bibles. Uh, they pray 
Um, they live it. Yeah, they breathe it every as, moment as of their child, life. What's that? They live it and breathe it every moment of their yeah, life. Just sincere. You know, I was, you know, I was, we're in, our, in the midst of 30 days of prayer here at our church uh, leading up to revival. And yesterday we were praying and asking God to help our influence in the lives of our children. And just, you know, briefly here, the Bible says in Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 3, Paul writes, he says, I thank God whom I serve for my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, uh, being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. And he says, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, that sincere, genuine faith without hypocrisy. But he says, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. But just unfeigned faith. You know, I'm thankful for my parents' unfeigned faith in Jesus Christ. It's sincere, it's real, without hypocrisy. And I remember as a as a young person, uh, my dad, he, you know, of course, my dad started a business uh, when I was in second grade, but uh, so he was he was always gone before I got up. You know, he's one of the hardest working men I've ever met in my life. He is. And, uh, but on Sunday mornings when the whole family would be home, I, I, every Sunday he'd be reading his Bible aloud uh, in the living room. And you'd go to his office at his shop and his Bible would be sitting there on his desk. And it wasn't something that he only read uh, on Sunday morning. It was something that he read every day of the week. And, um, mm -hmm. but anyhow, I'm thankful for the investment my parents made in my life and uh, always shared with me the gospel of Jesus Christ from a, from a small child, you know, and forgive me for referencing the Bible a lot, but even <laughs> second Timothy chapter three, verse 15 says that from a child, thou hast known the Holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And, you know, my parents all the time shared you know, read the Bible to us, talked about the Lord, took us to church, had us memorize uh, scripture and, and things. And when I was four, you know, we had some tragedy unfold in our home. Yeah. My my oldest sister was, was killed. Uh, she was struck and hit by a car out in front of our house when I was two. But we had some tragedy in our home and, um, you know, they remained faithful through the yeah. midst of probably the darkest season of their lives. Yeah, I, I often Real. forget that, but um, that's one of the things that every time it's brought up, I, I think of is um, you, from knowing your father, you would never know that he lost a seven-year-old child. You never yeah. see that. You know, some people would carry that as a chip on their shoulder for the rest of their lives, and you'd always be able to see it. You never know that from Brian. Yeah, um, my mom and dad both. You, you're, but, you're exactly uh, yeah you're right i didn't mean to yeah. leave her out but yeah oh I absolutely um they're 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 amazing people yeah but it's true god's grace is sufficient it is and uh he helps and heals and he guides but you know when i was when i was four years old i came to the to the realization in my life that i was a sinner you know that even though i had never murdered anybody uh i hadn't you know committed armed robbery at the local convenience store. You know, I wasn't involved in any gross immorality or drug abuse or substance abuse. You know, I, I knew I was a sinner. And, you know, we always define for the kids in our church that is in its simplicity, 
that sin is anything I say, think, or do that displeases God. And every one of us have sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. And I realized that because of my sin, I couldn't get to heaven on my own. I mean, the word of God is true. Romans 6.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And I'm thankful that I heard the gospel frequently as a child. And the Lord, my parents would, you know, nurtured my heart to where I was receptive and willing uh, to receive the truth of God's word. And, you know, I, I remember praying and accepting Christ as my savior. Like I said, he didn't save me from or out of any anything horrific. But you know what I can look back on and I can and I can with great with great gratitude be thankful that he saved me from a lot of things. He saved you from this world. And, uh, you know, but, you know, growing up, you know, I, you know, when you first get saved, you're always very zealous and, and a very, you know, um, living the revived Christian life really is uh, what, what it amounts to. But as I, as I got into my teen years, uh, I became more double-minded. You know, I, it's not that I didn't, love the Lord, but I also love the things of this world. And sometimes the things of the world crowded Christ out of my life. And I remember, you know, we were talking before the show uh, this evening, uh, you know, God worked in my life. I didn't give you all the details, Ron, but the Lord worked in my life to such a way that I became very discontent with where I was in life as a teenager. Um, you know, I was, I went to public school. I played sports, you know, as varsity athlete as a sophomore in high school. Um, but I didn't, I didn't fit. Um, I didn't fit with a lot of, I didn't fit anywhere is what it's, what it felt like. Yeah. And the Lord began to work in my life. And, and after some, uh, some intense begging, I convinced my parents to withdraw me from public school and put me in a Christian school, not far in Lake Odessa at faith Christian school. And that's where I graduated from, but God, you know, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. We can all look at our lives and, and recount now because hindsight's 2020, mm -hmm. the goodness and grace of God and, and see where God had led and, and how God worked in our lives, even in the midst of, of, of burdensome times to bring us to where we are today. And that's exactly what God did in my life. He brought me to really to the end of myself and, and just, and Christian school wasn't the solution either because I went to a Christian school and, you know, there are several, several people didn't really want to be there. They, they had to be there. And surprisingly, it, it shocked me that I wanted to go there, but there, everybody else didn't. And, uh, but I, I graduated, I was the valedictorian of my class. Um, that's really not that impressive because I was the only person to graduate that year. Uh, but uh, I was <laughs> I was voted I was voted by my peers the the most likely to succeed and the most likely to fail. But, you know, I don't really know how else to describe it. But, oh, that's beautiful. You know, growing up, I I said I was double minded. You know, I, a double minded man is unstable in all of his ways. In in you know, I, my dad is an entrepreneur. I wanted to kind of step in and, 
and work there in our in the family business, take that over. I wanted to be a millionaire by the age 30. That really had that hadn't worked out. Uh, but uh, you know, those were my goals. I had great ambition. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a great there's a you know, ambition is good to a certain extent, but you know, God had to bring me to the end of myself. And uh, I graduated from high school in 2003. And, uh, you know, um, I don't know why, but I just, I wanted to go on a mission trip. We had some, a missionary come to church there at Cedar Creek and they were promoting uh, short-term mission trips. And I thought, well, man, that'd be, that'd be really neat to go on. And this was back in 03. So uh, we we were going to go to China and uh, to Beijing, uh, no, not Beijing, but Shanghai oh, wow. and teach English um, to uh you know, and uh, which is comical because I'm I'm I was like the worst English student in the world. And I you know I you're the best over there. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, this guy's you know they were hard up for help, but um, you know, but then the SARS epidemic broke out there in in mm. Shanghai, and they ended up canceling that trip. But they rerouted us to Jamaica, and I spent a month in Jamaica in the summer of 2003. 20 years ago, man, it's hard to believe. Um, but, uh, you know, I remember flying into Montego Bay and getting off the plane, getting settled there and in, in uh, the little cottage we were staying in. And we got, uh, we boarded a, a van and this man drove us up into the mountains. I have no idea where we were. I couldn't take you back to this place if I tried, if I wanted to. <laughs> um, but it was an open air shelter house and they were having church and this man got up and he preached and uh you know i and it was there i surrendered my life to the lord and i was saved back in 1989 and you know i and i was willing to live for god to a certain extent you know uh, but it wasn't until the lord got me there just worked in my heart um, convicted me, challenged me, stirred me, and brought me to the point where I surrendered my life to him. And and you're how old and, then? I'm sorry. You were how old then? I was 18. I had just graduated from high school. Okay. Yeah, and I'm. I read a a book recently, um, but there was a. It's a book entitled "When Did You Die?" It's interesting, mm-hmm. interesting, uh, interesting question. I think so often in our Christian lives, we make ourselves unusable in the sense that we haven't died. So, in John chapter twelve, let me read a verse to you here this evening. John chapter 12 and verse 24, um, Jesus says this, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. As I consider the Christian life, maybe you define it differently than I do, but I define the Christian life as the unending pursuit of Jesus Christ. Even Paul wrote, he said that I may know him 
in the power of his resurrection, in the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. You know, that's that's our prayer. That's our goal. Jesus is the goal. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But for eight, you know, for 14 years of my life, I hadn't died. I was saved. You know, I had, I had repented of my sin and by faith, I trusted in the finished work of Jesus Christ. But for 14 years, I, I hadn't died to self. I wanted to live my life. I wanted to do as I please. And um, like I said, I, I had great ambition, great drive. Man, I wanted to be a millionaire. And, um, you know, that was that was my life's goal. But I died that, that night in July, 2003, mm-hmm. in some itty-bitty village on the side of a mountain in, in Jamaica. And I remember coming home from that mission trip. We were there for a month. When I came home, you know, we had already, I already kind of talked to my parents, but I enrolled in Bible college. And uh, I enrolled in Crown College of the Bible in Powell, Tennessee. Had no idea what I was doing. No idea. I thought I'd just go down for a year and to try to get a foundation for my Christian life, you know, and learn a little bit more about the word of God. And, and it was great, you know, Christian college, the right Christian college is like a Christian boot camp, And uh, man, it, it helped me immensely. But I remember that, you know, it's just being in Bible classes and being around people who, who truly loved God. Have you ever been in a situation where the cool people were like the fringe people? where they really didn't care about God and didn't really want to serve the Lord. Well, where I went to college, the cool people were the ones that that loved the Lord the most and wanted to serve God the most. And I thought, man, this is this is really refreshing. Yeah. And you know, you'd be in in chapel multiple times a week in a dynamic church, uh great preaching, great teaching every day, you know, it's just you're flooding your life flooding your heart with the word of God. And, yeah. and the Lord began to do further work in my life. And I, and I wrestled with it for a long, for, for several weeks. And I remember the church, uh, their Temple Baptist Church in Powell, Tennessee, they were having their, their mission conference. And I remember getting up one day early, earlier than normal, and going out in the commons area of my dormitory. And uh, everybody else was you know not there it was quiet thankfully and and you know i much to my shame i didn't know god's word very well you know i didn't i couldn't tell you what was in every book of the bible you know i didn't really know a lot of the highlight chapters of the word of god all i knew is that god was working in my heart and as i sat down there that that october morning i asked the lord and i, would, I had been wrestling with him, I said god do you want me to serve you with my life I mean, like, not just serve you, but do you want me to be a preacher of the gospel? Do you want me to be a preacher or a pastor or a missionary or something? You've got, I I feel like you want me to, but you got to confirm it. You know, I'm a simple guy. And uh, it, sometimes I'm hard-headed and, I'm, and I need God to really take extra care and attention <laughs> uh, and, and give me direction. But that morning I opened my Bible to Galatians chapter number one. 
and talk about the Lord, God is real. You know, just like Christ said to, to Saul, who eventually became the Apostle Paul, on the road to Damascus, he told him, he says, it's hard for you to kick against the pricks. And God had been doing a work uh, in Paul's heart. He was doing a work in my life. And I'm, by, I'm in no way comparing myself uh, or uh, with the Apostle Paul. But the reality is God loves me just as much as he loves Paul. And God is just as much interested in my life as he is your life. And I remember sitting down and uh, opened my Bible to Galatians chapter number 1 and verse 15. The Bible says, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace, Listen to, listen to this, verse 16, he says, to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. <laughs> Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. God called me to be a preacher. <laughs> I'm not worthy of this. I, I'm, just a, I'm just a sinner. Saved by the grace of God. I'm not worthy to stand behind a sacred desk and open the inerrant, infallible word of God and, and preach God's word to people weekly. But man, God did a work in my life. And I'm, I'm eternally grateful for it. Um, and all I want to do, all I want to do is reach this world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's all I want to do. You're you're a perfect fit right here at the Godcast, my friend. <laughs> but you know, I I don't think I'm doing a very good job of it. But I'm trying. I, you my know, best, we, you know, man. I don't think anybody, any of us, really think we're doing the best job <laughs> at it. You know, I, I was thinking today myself as like, you know. Uh, you know, you, you can't get it through a day without sinning. Not no. a single person on this earth can do it. You know, none of us are really worthy. His love is, it's just amazing. It's Romans 5, 8, but God commendeth his love toward us. Yes. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Mm. You know, and you know, so I surrendered my life that day to be a preacher of the gospel. And um, around that, really at the same time, you know, I, and I didn't really know what God had in store for me, but, and I never, I never gave much thought to it, but the Lord began to show me the need for the gospel and for good, solid Bible believing churches gospel preaching churches uh there's a there, in, the need for them in america and uh we had prayer meetings at college they were divided up by the regions of the united states and you'd break out after chapel and you'd go and you'd pray for a different region of the u.s and uh, you would do some research and you would try to find churches there and you'd call pastors encourage them you know get prayer requests and and bring them to the prayer group you know and and uh, the Lord began to work in my life and kind of burdened me uh, in the in the area of church planting. I, and I really didn't know 
what God had, but he had put the desire in my heart to see something happen. And so we, we began to pray. My wife and I, we, we eventually, uh, we got married. Like I said, tomorrow is our, our 17 year anniversary. And, um, you got to pray for her. She's stuck with me, but, uh, <laughs> anyhow, we, um, you know, to, we really got to know one another in one of these prayer meetings. And, um, well, we got married, um, May 20th, 2006. And, um, we just began to serve the Lord together. And, um, man, there's so much that could be said. I don't know how long your podcast goes, but, um, you know, we have, we moved out West, uh, to serve in a church in Nevada and Las Vegas of all places. And we were there for a couple of years and God taught us a great many things. We went out there thinking perhaps God was calling us to plant a church in Vegas. But did you know that there are more churches in Las Vegas than any other city per capita than any other city in America? And then incredible. We call it Sin City for a reason, brother. Yeah, I mean everybody, and you don't have to <laughs> convince anybody that they're sinners. I mean, they live in Sin City. Exactly. That's but, where the biggest need is, though, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, so, right. but the need is great everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, after yeah. a couple of years and much learning, we, the Lord had closed the door and uh, just moved us, providentially moved us back to Michigan. And uh, about the same time, uh, Faith Bible Baptist Church in Lake Odessa began to look for an assistant. And the Lord just, the Lord did it. We were there for four years. And man, I learned, I tell people, I learned how to evangelize a city in Las Vegas, but I learned how to pastor a church in Lake Odessa, Michigan. And uh, Bruce Barker, Pastor Bruce Barker, one of the greatest men I know, and uh, helped me and continues the things that he had taught me and instilled in my heart just are invaluable. But, um, you know, just grateful. But we were there for about four years on staff part time. And but God began to stir our hearts again and revealed to us, you know, it's maybe it's time to really step out. And we began to look high and low, uh, seeking God. Uh, Lord, wh- what would you have us do? We stepped out believing that God was wanting us to plant a church. And so we, uh, the Lord providentially led us through the city that we're in. And after a couple months of reluctance, I mean, me being from Michigan and all, uh, I really didn't want to move to Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a huge life thing to, to, to plan a church. I mean, to begin with, I mean, but to go to Ohio and do it cross right. enemy lines. I mean, a guy from Michigan, you know, I couldn't, cross I didn't tell people lines like that. from Michigan until after they joined the church. That's, he has you a know? good move. Uh, they might have but, strung you but, up. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, all, all that. I'm just I'm just kidding. But, you know, we, we just think of what God did in our lives to bring us to this point. And yeah. 10 years, um, 10 years after God called us to preach or called me to preach and revealed the, the need for church planting, he allowed us to plant a church in um in columbus ohio and uh you know 
we've just labored tirelessly here trying to get the gospel out. I got a, I got a letter in the mail. Let me see if I can find it here. We got a letter in the mail today from a, from two ladies in our area. We send, we mail scripture out to every home. Like, our, like I said, our, we want to reach everybody in central Ohio with the gospel. So we mail John and Romans to every home and we try to do it systematically. But I got this letter in the mail today. It says, thank you for loving your brother and sisters in Pickerington and sending God's word out to everyone. It's and, beautiful. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just kind, you know, a couple Christian ladies received the scripture and yeah. we had one lady, she's 90 years old. I just baptized her a couple weeks ago. She's oh, 90. Praise God. Um, That's wonderful. She was, she was Catholic and was just discontented by the Catholic church you know, all the mess, the sacraments. I mean, that's not real. I mean, you can't, you can't work to earn God's merit or to earn God's yeah, we, grace. That's we, not grace. We speak if about you have to that earn a lot. It, it's not grace. We speak about that a lot here on, on Bard's Nation. Uh, Conley sp spoke about it. Duncan spoke about it. Scott's talking about it. It's, it's not by works. It's not by works. Yeah. We talk not about by it works all of the time. righteousness. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Well, anyhow, she had received this John and Romans in the mail. It's hope on the front of it. It says hopeforcolumbus.com. And uh, we've got a website. We put a gospel video together trying to just publish the word of God. And um, so she receives this in the mail, sits it on the counter in her kitchen and walks past it for three days. Doesn't open it. Doesn't look at it. Just walks by. And. She tells the story how she had been praying and asking God to show her the truth. And God convicted her. She walked over to the kitchen, picked up the scriptures, opened them, read them, uh, got saved, and called the church. <laughs> you know, and it's just it's just neat what God does, man. That's and, how God works. You know, it's so beautiful. We're just so beautiful. beautiful. You know. God's word still still working. He the is the living God. But, I say it often. Yeah. He is a true living God. He's still living today. He's still working today. Every day, every every minute of the day, He's orchestrating everything. He is uh, yeah. the ultimate artist. You know, BJ, you said something really interesting towards the beginning. You said we make ourselves unusable for God. Hmm. I I've, I think that's brilliant. We think we're doing good works, but really that's now not how he wants to use us because it's our way and not his way. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, I think that's a beautiful sentiment on how to express that. So how did you come up with that phrasing? I find that fascinating. I, I'm, I don't know. The Lord just <laughs> said it, I guess. I don't, <laughs> Spirit so, led. We, then. Do, we do make ourselves unusable. Yes. Um, God wants to use us, but he's looking for the right kind of vessel. Um, and it's not always about how flashy we are. It's not a matter of charisma or capability. 
sometimes we trust too much in our own strength and our own power for God to truly use us, right? We have to come to the end of ourselves. Where, where we end is where God begins. And, you know, the Lord said to Zerubbabel, it's not by might nor by strength, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And, you know, in my life early on, I had made myself unusable in the sense that I had not died to myself. I still, you can't have it both ways. Right. You can't, you can't have, you can't straddle the fence. You can't walk the line. You're either going to follow Christ or you're not going to follow Christ. You can't, you right. can't have it both ways. And we try, we try to placate both sides. You know, we're afraid to lose. Um, we're afraid to lose what, uh, uh, you know, what we think we have in this life. But our life doesn't consist of the abundance of the things we possess. Mm-hmm. You know, life, it's not about money. What did, what did Jesus say about the man in the parable who had, who had built, torn down his uh, small barns and built bigger barns? Do you remember the terminology Christ used? He says, thou fool. Mm-hmm. You know, when you die, where are all these things going to go? You know, who's going to possess these things? You know, it, too many, too many of us. We want, we want it both ways, but we can't have it that way. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Jim Elliot? Maybe you're familiar with Jim mm-hmm. Elliot, the missionary martyr, died. You know, um, decades ago, down in, in Ecuador, was killed by an Indian tribe, the Aka Indians. But he made the statement, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And, you know, there's there's the need in our lives to be rich toward God, not rich in this world. And that's that's what God did in my life. You know, it's not about what I have. It's not about what I own. It's not about how much money I have in my bank account. It's about serving the Lord. I, I I was reading a book. I forget what it was. I forget what book it was. But the man who wrote the book asked the question, what is the most important thing in life? And that's, that's a pretty, pretty serious question. You know, what's the most important thing in life? Well, life, we've got our spouses, our children. Uh, our family, but what is most important in life? And the answer to the question was, what is most important in life is what is most important in death. Well, what's Mm -hmm. most important in death? That I know Christ is my Savior. And that I've lived my life for him without any regret, which none of us will ever do that. But that's why we need to die to ourselves and live to the live for the Lord. That's beautiful. Yeah, I've I've never ever heard that before. It took me a minute to wrap my head around that concept. I was a little confused when you first came at me with that, but yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100 percent brother. So anyhow, we're just trying to reach people while we can. Yeah. Only one life. C.T. Studd said this, 
Only one life will soon be passed, and only what's done for Christ will last. Amen to that. Only what's done for Christ will last. Yeah. Truth. Brian, thank you for your BJ. Thank you for your testimony tonight. Well, I, again, I'm, being here. I'm honored to be part of this. Thank you for having me. You guys are doing a great work. Uh, I learned something. That's the one thing I love about you, about our guests is I, I'm generally learning something. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> Bring, feed me every Friday. Feed me more. <laughs> like, I love it. I was just telling someone I was rolling into church on Wednesday and I says, man, I just, you know, I'm not feeling, you know, and they, they kind of took a couple steps back and I said, no, no, health wise, I'm fine. I just like, yeah, in here, I've just not, you know, and I didn't want to come tonight, you know, service on Wednesday, like I just want to crash on the couch and be lazy, but you know what? I just, I know how I can fix this in here and it's by getting there. And, and when you walk in and you grab a couple of hands and a couple of hugs and a couple of smiles, everything's all better, man. And, and I tell you yeah. what, it's nice on Sunday. It's nice on Wednesday, but there's, there's more days than that. So I, now we got yeah. Fridays and, uh, we got our other good podcasters out here, Kilted Christian doing it every night and, uh, brothers in the Bible on the weekends and Bargy's bringing p prayers on Fridays, man. It's, uh, I think we got every day of the week covered. So that's awesome. We're all living in it all week long now. Um, well, we've adopted a verse here at our church. Yeah. It's kind of like our, our church ministry verse. It's Acts chapter five and uh, verse number 42 it says, and daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ, you know, and, you know, we try to, to get in every home as often as we can. We do a uh, a little devotion, online devotion, every weekday at noon, about five minutes maybe, but Dude, just trying to that's feed people awesome. a little bit of a little bit of the Bible. That's one of the things I find very important is every family should have a daily devotional. Yeah. And right now I'm struggling with time um, and we miss days. I'm not going to lie. We don't hit it every week, but I was thinking, man, what a great idea if you can get online and do a family devotional, do a podcast with a family devotional every day. And yeah, and, uh, we, and need know, we, do it. It. we need it. We just it, put it on our face, our church's Facebook page and our church's YouTube channel. And I think we put it on Instagram as well. But uh, yeah, something real simple. I try to not be too, too uh, complicated. So yeah. life is too busy to be too complicated. Simple is good. What was the name of your church again, BJ? People it's are Picker asking. Yeah, it's Pickerington Baptist Temple. Pickerington Baptist Temple. We're 20 minutes east of downtown Columbus off I-70. 521 North Center Street, Pickerington, Ohio, 43147. There's the plug. Thank you. You have not done that before, have you, brother? That's the first time you've ever said that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you did it very well. Well, thank you. Beautiful testimony. Thank you so much for sharing. Well, thank you for letting me be here. It's nice to meet you, Laura. Nice to meet you too, brother. Or Little Red Riding Rocking Rocking Chair. Rocking chair. Long Rocking story. Chair. I'll send you my blog link. <laughs> yeah, Laura's relentless. She's doing work too all the time. That's, that's that's one of our prayer warriors right there. 
Yeah. Little red rocking chair. Well, let's, uh, let's get into salvation here and then, uh, we'll do a closing prayer and, and then we'll all get you on your way to, uh, Conley. Conley's coming up here uh, at eight o'clock. So, um, for those, for those, if there's anyone new here who hasn't been here before to this is official Godcast, we have a call in feature and you're able to on the bottom right hand, if you're listening live at the bottom right hand, you'll see a little telephone there. If you're unsaved and, uh, you're feeling in your heart tonight that you would like to be saved, uh, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can do so by calling in uh, right now. So please do that. I've opened in the call-in features. You're allowed to call in if you like. Uh, real simple. We would just we're gonna pray together, and, um, and we can do that now. Uh, so if I could, I'd like to read uh, Romans 10.9 as we do every week. Romans 10, 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So very simply, if you can recognize that, yes, you are a sinner, and you can repent of your sins, and that you can confess aloud with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and if you can believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, then just as Roman 10.9 says, you will be saved. If you pray to God and you ask God, if you ask Jesus to come into your heart, um, you know, there, there's, there's really no right words or wrong words with this. It's, it's, a, it's a very uh, easy conversation, just like you're having with a friend. And, um, you know, there's just a few things. You, you have to realize and recognize that, yes, you are a sinner, and you have to repent of those sins. There's got to be a change in your heart, a change that you're willing to change, uh, a change in your heart that you're willing to change who you are um, and how you go about your life. We have on, this is an official Godcast on our Telegram page. We also have a prayer of surrender that's there that you could say as well. If you're, if you're fighting to find the right words, that's okay. If you'd like to email me, uh, you can reach me at this is an official godcast at gmail.com and we can do that through there. You can send me your phone number, we can call, we can email, we can talk. If there's things, uh, we've got other things like Bibles. If you need Bibles, if you need anyone to pray for you, please, we're here for you. Uh, just about every week, and, I, and I'd like to reiterate it, this is, this is my, my favorite guarantee. If, if you pray and ask Jesus to come into your heart as your as your as your savior you will be saved roman 10 13 Amen. says everyone who calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved and, and that's my favorite guarantee it's not it's not you know if you ask the lord in your heart it's not like it's, it's he's not picking every other one that calls to him it's everyone everyone who asks you will be saved it's life's greatest guarantee so if you have that deed please call in please email us we'd love to bring you to the cross Okay, so announcements one more time. Just next week, please, 7 p.m. right here on Podbeam Eastern Time. We are going to have Carl Chin. And the week after that, we're going to have Skip Coriel. Um, you don't know these gentlemen. They're not part of Bard's Nation, um, but they are great men of God, just as BJ is. You heard his testimony tonight. You'll, you'll never come to Godcast and hear bad testimony. Every Friday, come here. You're going to find something for yourself. 
you're going to find something that you need to share with a friend. Um, so let's get into our uh, closing prayer. Little Red Rocking Chair, did you see in chat? Do yeah. we have any prayer requests tonight? We, we do. Okay, fantastic. Okay, I'll let, I'll let you take over from here. Thank you, Little Red Rocking Chair, for filling in tonight. Once again, for Mary and for Jeff. Um, as always, you're a blessing. We knew we can count on you. God love you. Oh, thank you, sweetheart. It was my pleasure. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you, Father, that you brought BJ to us tonight and that he was able to share his wonderful testimony of seeking and faithfulness to God. We thank you, Father, that he made himself usable for you. We ask that you bless him and his wife and his children and his church. We lift them up. We ask for protection for them, and we ask that they be fruitful and multiply all across Columbus, Ohio. And we thank you that he was able to be here tonight. And Father, we lift up others in our family. Here we pray for our sister Flightworks, Mary, that's under the weather. We ask that you give her complete healing, that you give her rest tonight, that she be up and at them tomorrow in her usual wonderful self. And we ask that you could just extend the blessing of health and energy to her all through the weekend and we thank you for her faithfulness to do your will father we also lift up our brother jeff who's been under the weather for a while now he's doing better but he's still not quite himself and father we ask that you complete his healing this evening and that you allow him to be in your will and doing what he loves so much which is to talk about you and to read the word of god and to share it and we ask for a special blessing for uh, Insidious as she supports him in his recovery. And we thank you and bless you that you have provided such a steady, faithful brother in Christ to be with us. Father, we also lift up Nikki uh, tonight and her family, hubby and, and, the, and child that are dealing with a toxic mold situation. There's been great progress and there's still a whole lot of work to do. Father, we ask that you keep them strong physically, emotionally, and spiritually, that they tackle this huge task, that you bring them all the resources they need to complete it. And Father, we thank you for her faithfulness in our family here and ask that you bless her socks off. And Father, we pray for Rocky, who just underwent a quadruple bypass and is currently in the ICU, a friend of Recovering Democrat, and Father, we ask that you heal him, continue to uh, expedite his recovery in a miraculous way. Give wisdom and healing in the hands of everyone who comes in contact with him during his stay in the hospital. We ask that his family be there to support him and help him recover at home. And Father, if he does not know you or his family does not know you, Lord, we ask that you bring heat, that you bring salvation into his life and to that of his family. Father, may he come home from the hospital and be like the jailer who said to Peter, what must I do to be saved? And Father, we ask that you bring that salvation to him. And Lord, any other prayers that are unspoken tonight, we lift them up to the throne, Father, and ask that you 
hear those prayers. We know that you hear us and you want to do for us what we desire. And Father, help us to make our desires part of your will. Father, there are so many people stressed, under pressure, struggling in so many ways. Many do it silently and alone. And Lord Jesus, we ask that you be with them, surround them with your love, instill the Holy Spirit in them, fill them with the power to do your will in all things. And Lord, I pray for Ron, and I ask that you continue to keep him obedient to your word and bless this ministry he has started in your name. Father, continue to give people the opportunity to come here and share their story. And Father, we know that we will overcome all things by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And may these go throughout the ends of the earth so your vo word does not return void to us. We thank you and we praise you, Father God, for all your mercies and your steadfast love that is new every morning. And we ask all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 How'd I do, preacher? Thank you. Hired. Thumbs up. <laughs> A pleasure to meet you. It was an honor. Thank you for having me. Man, thank you. You're welcome, but thank you. You're awesome, man. You just don't know me that well. No, you know what? <laughs> um, I'm I'm watching you, and at first I'm like, are you sure this is Brian's kid, man? I'm like, he kind of looks, they got the same hairline, you know? But like, is this? You were, you were walking down the street in Hastings one day. It's been years ago. This guy rolls up, stops, rolls down the window, and says, hey, look, it's the Double Mint Twins. <laughs> Well, we haven't seen one of them commercials in years, have we? Holy <laughs> smokes. Ourselves, but... that's, that's forever ago. <laughs> oh, BJ, hang out here after the show. I'm going to end the show in a song, and uh, but please stick around. We want to say goodbye to you one more time, so hang out for after the song. Um, holy smokes, if you guys, we got a couple minutes. Uh, we're a couple minutes late. You guys can get over to Conley's. Uh, late passes to Conley's. Go ahead and have fun. 8 o'clock, uh, Conley, and then uh, 10.30 tonight. Uh, oh, wait, let's not forget. 9 o'clock, we got Bards FM. 9 o'clock Eastern Bards FM. 10.30 p.m., we have the Kilted Christian, Duncan and Levin, and uh, Conley and the gang, and then doing the midnight shift there. Scott's doing Fishers of Men. Don't forget to listen to Fishers of Men at midnight Eastern time here. Holy smoke, so awesome. Okay, uh, and uh, what else is there? Anything else, Laura, can you think of? Mary, no, we miss you. All right, Mary, we you miss you. It. Jeff, we miss you. Uh, Mike yeah. Burke, we miss you, man. Come back to us, man, here at the Godcast. Don't forget, if anyone wants to share their testimony, please get a hold of us at thisisofficialgodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Telegram, thisisofficialgodcast at Telegram. And uh, let us know you'd like to go out and uh, share your testimony. But if you're not going to come on here and share your testimony, please find someone you love and share your testimony with them. Um, you know, it, it may not bring them to salvation right there at that moment, but you know what? So it's, it's a seed planted and you do that. We're going to let God do the rest. Um, so uh, with that, we'll end in a song. My dearest friends, let us not forget we're here for one reason, one reason only, and that is to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior. So please share this with someone who you love, who does not know God. Share your testimony with someone you love. And we'll see you guys next week. No, you can't.
make it to heaven without S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N No, you can't get to heaven without S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N Shout it out loud and clear S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N Sing it out far and near S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N No, you can't get to heaven without S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N And as a gift of his love you receive S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N Acts 16, 31 S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N Just believe and receive S-A-L-V-A-T-I-O-N All right, that's a a wrap. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you, each and every one of you, for joining us. And we'll see you next week, Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Podbean. Goodbye and good night.